As the federal partial shutdown drags on, much of the attention is on union employees and lower-paid people, and rightly so. They tend to be the hardest hit financially. But it's not easy for federal senior executives either. For some perspective, we turn to Bill Valdez, a retired SESer himself and president of the Senior Executives Association. Bill, good to have you in. Thank you, Tom. Now, you were here for the 96 shutdown, as I was, which was a pretty big one. How does this feel compared to that? It's a different category. I mean, that one was the first, you know, it was the, you know, none of us knew what to expect from it. And the issues that were involved were a lot broader. You know, it was all about the federal deficit and, you know, managing the budget and that sort of thing. And as you know, eventually they did reach a budget deal that led to a balanced budget. That's a great thing. This is so narrowly focused on immigration and even narrowly, more narrowly focused on building a wall that affects one agency and versus the whole totality of the federal government, which was what happened in 96. You know, the issues are much more black and white on this shutdown, but the consequences of the shutdown are much more, I think, important in today's climate than what we saw in uh, 96. Yeah. And let's talk about your members, which are senior executives. Maybe they get a little less sympathy than some of the lower paid employees. They are at the top of the food chain with respect to career feds. But I imagine they're telling you it's pretty hard on them also. Well, uh, most SES, uh, and there are only 7,000 SES in the federal government versus 2.1 million other federal employees. And when you're an SES, in most cases, you are considered to be essential. So you have to show up for work. And that's what most of my peers and constituents are doing right now, is they're showing up at USDA and DHS and Commerce and doing their jobs because that's what they're supposed to be doing. Now, the people that might work for them, and I'm, say, the policy shops, Mm -hmm. people that develop regulations, those are generally shut down, that type of activity and only the operational activities are still going. Does that mean that senior executives are alone in their offices? Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what we're seeing. Uh, My next-door neighbor, you know, is a GS-15 from USDA, and he's he's at home right now, but his boss, I am certain, is at uh, at the office uh, at USDA. The, you know, the consequence of this is that most people, you know, tend to think of federal employees as either one of two different things, as either, you know, on the front lines, you know, working the forest, you know, doing, you know, health inspections, you know, providing clean water, all that sort of thing. Watching that border where there's pieces of a wall. (laughs) Or... Uh, There are those that engage in what you call the policy, you know, developing regulations, developing the standards that, you know, are used by the people out in the field. And what's happening right now is that there's almost a complete shutdown of the policy work that goes on at the agencies that are affected. And I guess maybe one other function that the SES person might be called in to do is simply allow contractors in that may have to maintain systems that can't be shut down, computer systems or, I don't know, laboratory experiments or climate control in controlled environments where you might have a contractor that's doing that normally. They've got to get in before everything gets ruined. And so there has to be a Fed in the building in order to unlock it for contractors. 
Well, except the fact that we're talking about appropriated dollars. And back in 96, uh, at the Department of Energy, we had what were called no-year money. Uh, And so we were able to build up some reserves that enabled us to do exactly what you're saying, you know, bring in some outside hired help if we needed it, and also to pay Fed salaries, you know, if we needed to do that as well. Since then, Congress has gone to one-year budgets. Most of the agencies have, you know, at most two-year budgets, and Congress has really significantly cut back on what are called reserves in the budget accounts. And so you can't bring in people now, you know. I mean, the, the money's just not there anymore. We're speaking with Bill Valdez, president of the Senior Executives Association. So it sounds like then the decay that might be happening in scientific activities or that type of stuff could worsen as this drags on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I don't know how an agency like EPA, you know, says, you know, you're essential or non-essential. Uh, they may have people... Yeah, who, who makes that determination usually? Is it the appointee? It's the agency heads uh, right. make that make that designation. Um, but like at the Department of Energy, the labs are run by contractors and they're not affected by a shutdown. Right. Um, you know, they have their money and that kind of thing. But within, the, you know, offices like EPA, which does do scientific work, or USDA, which does do scientific work through the federal employees, yeah, it's a real good point, Tom. Those poor monkeys, somebody's got to <laughs> feed them in the cages. And uh, that's I, I would a, imagine that's essential. <laughs> in the lab rats, yeah, got to keep them fed. And I also wanted to ask you something you implied, too, is if they are alone at work, the political appointees go in, even though they're not paid. Mm-hmm. That might be an interesting situation if you're alone with a politico that you don't like much, or, or maybe maybe you do, but now now we love all of our political, <laughs> right? So <laughs> that can be a strange situation, I would think. Well, not really, because the career SES are the interface between the political world and the career world, and so the interactions between the political leadership and the career leadership is a daily, ongoing thing. Uh, it's probably more intense at the agencies, you know, that we're talking about right now. But uh, I think, you know, it's uh, not something that the career SES in particular are unused to doing. And is it fair to assume because the SES are the highest paid people in the career workforce and they can make you know, 150, 60, 70, 70, close to $180,000, depending on where they are, that they don't feel this pinch? They may not feel it as acutely as someone a lower paid level, but it's no fun for them either. Is that what you're hearing? Well, yes and no. Keep in mind that, you know, SES have families too, right? And, you know, by the time you become an SES, most of your kids are in college. And so you've got college bills due. Um, it's, it's a burden for anybody. And, you know, to your point, uh, a GS-15 can make over $160,000, Okay, and SES top pay is around one hundred ninety thousand dollars currently. So that actually isn't that much of a pay gap between the highest level GS employees sure. and the career SES. And the other thing is, you never know anyone's particular situation. Oh, absolutely. Someone could have a very high level of debt because of an illness or something in their family that you're not aware of, even though they look like a well-paid executive. Or they're taking care of their mother and father, you know, in their elderly years. I mean. Yeah, there's all sorts of different circumstances. And what is your sense of the morale, therefore? Because I can't imagine going to work and not getting paid is good for the morale. That must be really tough. It's actually not a question of not getting paid. 
it's really a question of are we doing the business of government? And people become federal employees, civil servants, primarily because they want to get into public service. And shutdowns are the antithesis of public service. They are a message to the civil service that, you know, your work isn't needed. You know, you, 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 you're, you're expendable. And that's where the morale issue comes in. And I think, you know, that message for this shutdown is becoming particularly loud and clear because, you know, it's only over one issue affecting one agency and not, you know, the agencies like Commerce or USDA that aren't unaffected. You know. Well, to mix metaphors, maybe they'll get the wall question over the finish line sometime <laughs> soon. Bill Valdez is president of the Senior Executives Association. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.